Okay, so this afternoon we're going to be doing some more exploration of mindfulness of the mind, which as I mentioned this morning is the third establishment of mindfulness in the Satipatthana Sutta. And in this section of the discourse we're invited to bring awareness to our mental activity without clinging to it, without resisting it, without identifying with it, without taking it personally in any way at all. Which, as I'm sure you know, is much easier to say than to do. So this quality of bare awareness that we've been trying to develop when it comes to our mental activity, bare awareness is not how most people relate to their minds. Without some mindfulness training, most people either don't pay attention to their thoughts at all until they've got into some kind of trouble, or they believe their thoughts completely, take them completely personally, identify with them, and have the thoughts define who they are. So on the one hand, we can tend to wrongly believe that thoughts are not important, And on the other hand, at times we also take them far too seriously. So just as an example, I'm guessing, I'm assuming, most of you have had an experience, possibly even on this retreat, of just going about your day, feeling reasonably okay, possibly even happy. And then out of nowhere, some random thought goes a sudden negative thought comes in and it feels like the whole world shifts. And we can get caught in unpleasant and painful emotions in response, sometimes for hours, sometimes even for days. And why? Because of some random firing of neurons in the brain. So again, we know that intellectually. But it's not so easy to break that habit of believing what we think. But as our mindfulness gets stronger, our capacity to recognize that thoughts, on one level, they're just thoughts, in and of themselves, they don't actually have that much power. They're just tiny pulses of electrical activity in the brain. And the only power that they actually have is the power that we give them. So, the more solid we make our thoughts, the more weight we give them, the more seriously we take them, the more we cling to them, to that extent we tend to suffer. The opposite is also true. So the more we're able to know our thoughts as just thoughts, the more we can release identification with them, then the more freedom we have to choose which ones we want to respond to and which ones we simply let them go. So as preparation for exploring mindfulness of the mind in a few minutes, I'll say just a little bit about some of the different types of mental activity that we can bring our awareness to. Because unless we have some awareness, it can feel like all that mental activity is just a constant stream. And so being able to recognize different aspects of it can make it a little easier to pay attention to. 
So what we're trying to do here is bring awareness to the mental processes without getting lost in the content, without getting lost in the thoughts, the emotions, the moods, the mind states. So just as a very rough and ready way of starting to explore the mind, I'm naming those four categories. And these are not found in the classical suttas, in the discourses. They're just a way of framing experience that's been useful in my own practice. So when I offer these four categories, the purpose is not to get all tangled up in trying to work out was that a thought or a mood, but just to help recognize there's a process going on here. So first, by thoughts, very straightforward, just what we mean in English, any kind of mental thought process that doesn't have much of a bodily aspect to it, but is mostly experienced in the mind. And as I mentioned this morning, these different types of thoughts, they can come, for some people, they're more verbally oriented, so thoughts tend to show up as words in the mind, sometimes as a kind of an inner dialogue. At other times, they're more visual. They can appear as mental images, pictures, sometimes whole movies. And we can hear music and other sounds in the mind. So those are all different kinds of thought. And then there are emotions. And the distinction is that emotions, they have a mental component, but they usually have a bodily aspect too. So we often experience our emotions as a mix of sensations in the body and mental activity in the mind so just as an example say anxiety anxiety is pretty common if we look more closely at anxiety we might recognize sudden hollow feeling in the chest or maybe a little bit of clamminess in the hands the breath might feel shallow maybe tight And then in the mind, there might be a rush of mental activity and a feeling of pressured, agitated thoughts. And these often intensify the sensations in the body, so there's a kind of a feedback loop where the emotion sticks around for longer as the mind reacts to it. Still, emotions are feelings that come and go relatively quickly. They're usually relatively easy to recognize because they have some intensity to them. And this makes them different from moods because moods often, they're more in the background and they're not as intense. And because they're in the background, they're often harder to recognize. Moods are often also a kind of composite of a few different types of emotions and they're all sort of mushed together so it's not so easy to recognize what's going on. So if we think of the example of being in a bad mood, if we say, I'm in a bad mood, you know, we can stay at that level. But if we bring a little more awareness to it, what, what is there when we really pay attention to the mind? You might recognize mm, there's a feeling of maybe mild depression, maybe some irritation or frustration, maybe some flickers of self-judgment, 
and often a whole pile of resistance. So we're learning how to recognize the different aspects of each of these moods, trying to bring more clarity to them. And then lastly, we have the category of mind states. So mind states are any other mental qualities that can't be classified as thoughts or emotions or moods. So they're a little more subtle and perhaps harder to recognize at first. But mind states refers to the sort of overall or the underlying quality of the mind. So it might include things like alertness or dullness, concentration or distractedness, interest or engagement. So all of these are discernible qualities of the mind, but they don't necessarily have an emotional aspect to them. Does that make sense? So just to to get a sneak preview of what we're going to be exploring soon, I'm going to invite you, even right now, to take a moment to tune into the mind and see if you can notice how's the overall quality of the mind right now. And see if you can notice the mind state, the mental quality. And then see if you can name it with just one word. So it might be brightness or fogginess, interest, dullness, so forth. Anybody like to have a go? What's the quality of the mind in this moment? Drowsiness. Drowsiness, yep. Yep. In the mind or in the body? Sometimes it's a mix of both, right? More in the mind, I think. Yeah, sort of a drifty? Yeah, thank you. Come up now when you speak. Interesting. Yeah, thank you. Moody. Moody, what do you mean by moody? Just a certain kind of mood. <laughs> yeah, what sort of certain kind of mood? This is part of the investigation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not there yet. <laughs> no? So, this is interesting, if you don't mind playing with it. I shared with some of you in the individual meetings. When we're using this tool of mental noting, what we're trying to do is get a little more precision. But it's a training. And so sometimes we can't quite get particularly with moods and emotions, we might not actually know what it is. And so you can, I like to say, audition different words. So if you're not sure what it is, you know it's vaguely in the terrain of unpleasant, you can just drop in a few words. Is it sadness? And you sense, not really. Okay, is it frustration? Yeah, that feels a bit closer. Self-judgment? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Anything else? Irritation? So you're just kind of trying out different words and that process can help you get more clarity. Sometimes we still can't, but even just to be able to name something, okay, something is happening there. Irritation certainly is there. Okay, irritation. Good. Anything Probably else? relating to the lecture this morning. The lecture this <laughs> morning? 
Yeah, about uh, the instructions about the mind. Uh-huh. Yeah. So irritation. It doesn't really... So this is, again, the training. We're just knowing the flavor. And it not in this case, not necessarily going into the content. That you might just sense, okay, irritation. Anything else? Just to play? Confusion. Yeah, confusion. That's it for now. Yeah, thank you. It's good to have that live example just to play with. Thank you for being willing to do that. Okay, so that's what we're going to be exploring in the next round of practice. And again, we're going to be using the benefit of each other so we can amplify our sati and samadhi. This time it will be optional, so in a moment we're going to come to standing, and you can just sense into whether this feels like what you would be useful right now, and if you feel like maintaining silence and doing your own practice would be more beneficial, then when we come to standing you're welcome to just leave and do your own practice. And if it just ends up being Julie and me, that's totally fine. (laughs) So thank you for your attention. Let's just take a moment and come to standing.